the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park, 910 WTWD Plant City. It's time for Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. When God stopped restraining man, man's desires were given full expression through sexual immorality. God gave man over to be a prisoner to his own unclean, lustful heart. The word impurity or uncleanness means sexual impurity and sexual uncleanness. Man without Christ is is a prisoner to his own sexual immoral desires. He may think he's free. He may think he's part of the uh, sexual revolution, that he's finally uh, gotten the restraints off, that he's free, but he's really trapped. He's not free. He's a prisoner. God has delivered him to, to do whatever his heart yearns to do, I remember being a teenager and how difficult I could be. I thought I knew everything and my ignorant parents mostly just wanted to spoil my fun. Don't get me wrong, I loved them, but I didn't have much respect for their opinions. There's a pretty good chance that you were that way yourself or that you have kids of your own who are like that. Today I look back and wish I could be half as smart now as I thought I was back then. There were times when my parents would just say, okay, do what you want and you'll see what I'm talking about. To some degree, that's just what God has done with those who do not place their faith in Him. There will come a future when God will finally judge the world and settle all the accounts. But for now, He often judges the world by saying, okay, go ahead. Hosea said it this way in chapter 8 when describing Israel's rejection of God. For they sow the wind, and they reap the whirlwind. You are listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor for over 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Today is the conclusion of Pastor Steve's third message in a series of studies from the first three chapters of the Book of Romans. There is a great deal of anguish among conservative evangelicals in our country about the state of our society and the ungodly actions of many in government. There is a good reason for the concern, but it should not be a surprise. When a people reject God, their whole world takes a huge turn for the worse. We don't make this a better country through letters to congressmen and newspapers, although they do serve a purpose. Change has to take place in individual hearts because everything we do flows from the heart. Here is Pastor Steve to tell us more. Now listen, because man runs after other gods and he refuses the testimony of nature to the one true God and he rejects this one true God, God removes his restraints from society. God takes his hands off from society so that what is done in secret is allowed to break forth publicly. It's allowed to be done openly and with acceptability. That is how God 
demonstrates and displays his wrath. That's God's wrath at work. Society's wickedness is God's wrath at work. That's how he's constantly revealing his wrath from heaven. Do you understand that Paul is saying that God displays his wrath by letting men go their own way and they suffer the consequences of their own sin? In essence, God displays his wrath by doing nothing, by taking the restraints off. And I don't think we can say God totally takes the restraints off because it's in the the limits of his own divine plan. During the tribulation, when the Holy Spirit and the believers are taken up, all hell will break out and God will pull back more restraint. But in essence, God has taken the restraints off within the limits of his divine purposes and plan. And God says, do what you want to do and suffer the consequences of your own sin. The last nine verses of Romans chapter 1 have been called the most terrible verses in the Bible. Because they are a description of pagan mankind abandoned by God. If you ever wonder why God allows America and every other wicked society to continue without punishing them, then you've missed something. I've heard statements like this. If God lets America go on its way without judging it, then he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, I understand where where that statement is coming from, but I want you to know that it's not really valid. God is already punishing America. His wrath of God has already fallen. It may fall more in the future, but God has already poured out his wrath on America as he's done for ages with other cultures by how? Permitting society to go on in their sins and they reap the sad consequences. The day of God's wrath in one sense is already here. He is punishing sin by letting man sin and the result is a world God man with lust, vile passions, hatred and every other imaginable evil. We are experiencing the full effect of what we do. And this isn't anything new. It is the pattern of God. As I've searched the scriptures, I've found that this isn't anything new. Paul didn't state this for the first time in the Bible. The principle is throughout scripture. Whenever men have forsaken God throughout history and gone into idolatry, God's let them go their own way and reap the consequences of their rebellion. For instance, Psalm 81 Verses 11 and 12 say this, But my people did not listen to my voice, and Israel did not obey me, so I gave them over to their stubbornness of their heart to walk in their own devices. God says, Israel's not going to obey me, and I've let them go and, and practice their own stubbornness and do what they want to in their own heart. Hosea 4.17, God said, Ephraim is joined to idols, let him alone. Don't do anything. Let him reap the consequences of his idolatry. Acts chapter 7, verse 42. Stephen is preaching to the Jewish leaders. And he says in verse 41, And at that time they made a calf and brought a sacrifice to the idol and rejoicing in the works of their hands. When, when the Jewish people left Israel, or rather left Egypt, at the exodus, at the Passover, they, they went into idolatry. And look at verse 42. But God turns away and delivered them up to serve the host of heaven. God said, you want to worship idols? I abandon you. You abandon me, I abandon you. You forsake me, I forsake you. But God never forsakes a believer, but we're not talking about believers. We're talking about mankind in general, society. Now that we understand that, we can understand why the world is in the mess that it's in. 
You want to understand society's woes and why they can't figure out how to cure anything? All you have to do is read Romans chapter 1. Society is in the mess it's in is because God wants it, in one sense, wants it to be in this mess so that man has no other hope and can't figure out any other way to solve his problems except by turning to Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Paul said to Timothy, evil men will wax worse and worse. You can't put the lid on this. You can't just pass laws and make everything better. When men do what their heart yearns to do, Pandora's box has been opened, and that is God's wrath. That is God's plan, so that man will get so so deep in his sin that he'll recognize that the only solution to that is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. But you hear some people come along and, and, and have such audacity. Man has such audacity to blame God for the problems of society. You hear people say, well, look, if God is such a loving God, then why does he allow wars and famines and, and rapes to go on and murders? Well, why does all this hideous stuff go on if God loves us so much? And the answer to this question is that it's not God's fault at all. It's man's fault. God refuses to violate man's will. He's just letting man do what, what he wants to do. That's all. And what man wants to do is terrible. The Greek word that is translated in Romans chapter 1, in verse 24, 26, and 28, the Greek word that's translated gave them over. It's an interesting word. Not always, but most of the time, a good, a good many of the times, it's used in a judicial sense. In other words, to turn someone over to imprisonment. A judicial sense. John the Baptist being cast into prison. That's, that's the word that's used. Cast into prison. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 17, Jesus said to his disciples that the world's going to persecute you, persecute you, you they're going to deliver you up to the councils. That word deliver means same thing, gave them over. Matthew 17, 22, Christ is being delivered into the hands of men. Judas is the one who the Bible says betrayed him. Same expression, gave them over, gave him over. And the Greek words that's used in Romans chapter 1 means to be handed over to an imprisonment, to that which would inflict pain upon them. That's what it means. And that is precisely the predicament of man, society apart from God. They have cast God off and God has turned them over to their own sinful desires and they have become prisoners of their own lusts. Prisoners of their own lusts. God inflicts pain upon them by letting them inflict pain upon themselves. They're trapped. They're without hope apart from Christ. Now let's see how this works out in the few minutes we have remaining. Verse 24. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity that their bodies might be dishonored among them. When God stopped restraining man, man's desires were given full expression through sexual immorality. God gave man over to be a prisoner to his own unclean, lustful heart. The word impurity or uncleanness means sexual Impurity and sexual uncleanness. Man without Christ is, an, is a prisoner to his own sexual immoral desires. He may think he's free. He may think he's part of the uh, sexual revolution, that he's finally uh, gotten the restraints off, that he's free, but he's really trapped. He's not free. He's a prisoner. God has delivered him to, to do whatever his heart yearns to do. And what does man's heart yearn to do? You want to know what man's heart yearns to do? Mark chapter 7, verse 21 and 23. 
Jesus said this, for from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds, here's what comes out of man's heart, evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. Jesus said all these things proceed from within and they defile man. These sins are in man's heart, in his mind it means. It doesn't mean the organ in here, it means his mind, his inner being. And without God's restraint, they're going to come forth. And there's going to be no way to stop them. With the result, verse 24 of Romans says, with the results that their bodies might be dishonored among them. Listen, fornication, which means sex outside of marriage, and adultery, which means a perversion of sex within marriage, and any other sexual perversion dishonors the body. It's a dishonoring to the body because the body was meant for one thing, to give glory to God, to function the way God wanted it to function, not to be used on the same level as animals. And that's what happens. The body becomes, uh, the body is dishonored when it functions on the same levels of an animal. Since popular teaching these days holds that people are no different from animals, it should not be too surprising that many people treat their bodies the same way animals do. Pastor Steve has an important announcement to share with you before we resume our lesson. Hi, this is Steve Kreloff. I wanted to take a few moments today to tell you how pleased I am that you're listening to Verse by Verse. Our goal here at Verse by Verse is to teach people the Word of God so that they'll be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ and glorify God. I hope that you've been learning and growing in your faith as you've listened to our broadcasts. As a faithful listener to these broadcasts, I feel you should know that Verse by Verse needs your financial support. It's costly to prepare and broadcast these programs, and we can only continue to do so if our listeners support this ministry. So I would ask you to please consider giving a gift as a way of saying thank you to the Lord for providing this program to help you in your Christian walk. All gifts to Verse by Verse are tax deductible. You can give via PayPal on our website, which is versebyverseradio.org. That's versebyverseradio.org. Or you can send your gift to Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. That's Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Thank you, and may our Lord richly bless and strengthen you as you listen to him speak, verse by verse. Now let's get back to our lesson. Keep your finger there in Romans chapter 1, but be ready to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Here is Pastor Steve. Do you know the, uh, the ancient uh, uh, people, in fact, the, uh, in, in Corinth, they had a little saying, kind of the philosophy of our day. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, they had a saying about that, about sex and the body and so forth. The Corinthians were terribly immoral people. Prostitutes filled the land. It was probably the most wicked city of Paul's day. Maybe Rome compared, but uh, most likely Corinth was the most wicked. And in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 13, they had this saying. This was their philosophical saying. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food. Now, if you, if you read that passage, you say, what is that? What does food have to do with this? This is talking about sexual purity. Paul is just quoting 
their philosophy, and they had a little saying, food for the stomach, stomach for food. In other words, it's just biological. Sex is just, just a biological necessity, and it doesn't matter how you meet that need, whether it's fornication, adultery, homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, child abuse, it doesn't matter because we've got this need that has to be fulfilled. So just go ahead and do it. Food for the stomachs, stomachs for food. Look what Paul says. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. The body is not to be used in any way that dishonors it. It is not just a biological need. It is not just, just a scientific statement that can excuse man's sin. In reality, the reason they can't control themselves is that God has delivered them over to the lust of their heart, and they have no capacity to stop. They can't stop. And you can cure pornography by laws. You can just make things become illegal. You can cure this and that and all the other perversions of society by laws because man has no capacity to stop it. The restraints of God are off, and that's the way God wants it so the man sees his need for Christ. I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We'll, we'll deal with this more in detail when we study this in our ongoing study of Paul's letter, but chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. I'm speaking to believers. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Now watch this. Not in lustful passion like the Gentiles, and he means the pagans here, who do not know God. And the implication is this. Believers can control their passions. Unbelievers can't. That's the strong implication. Don't be like the pagans who cannot control themselves because they have no inner control. The Holy Spirit doesn't reside in them. But a believer can, and you can. Why did God do this? Romans chapter 1 again. Why did God do this? Verse 25, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, or rather the lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Paul's just repeating for emphasis what he's already saying. It's nothing new. The truth of God is that he's the glorious, powerful, good, infinite, incorruptible one. And the lie is that an idol is God. The truth of God is that God is God. The lie is that God is not God, but idols are gods. Man rejected the truth of God, and he purposely believed the lie about idols, and he worshipped created things rather than the creator. And that's what Paul is saying. But when Paul mentions the Creator, he does something in verse 25. He mentions the Creator. And, and as difficult as it is for us to study this, and it is difficult. I don't know if it's difficult for you. It's difficult for me to study this kind of stuff. Because it's so degrading to the true and glorious God. I, I think how much harder it was for Paul to write this. And Paul stops when he says the Creator. And it's like, Paul just can't go on any further. He, he is surrounded by a sea of, of moral filth. And he just, he mentioned the Creator and he just has to break out in a doxology and praise. And he says, the Creator who is blessed forever, amen. In the midst of, of the sea of moral filth, Paul says, I must worship the true God. The one the heathen rejects for a creature, but the one, Paul says, I adore and I worship. Let me tie some things together as we close. Don't turn your minds off. Just let me tie some things together. The reason Paul spent so much time on sin is to declare man's need for righteousness. 
At the core of our beings, every one of us, is an evil heart that rejects God. Even though we may have accepted him, there is still that sin nature that rejects God and worships something else, at least desires to. If you're without Christ, that's all that is controlling you. Rejection of God, maybe you say, well, I believe in God. That's not the issue. Rejection of his authority, rejection of his first place in your life. And there's that worship of something else, whether it's money, whether it's your job, whether it's your family, whether it's any other thing. It's just wrong. And at that center of that sin nature is a desire to do immoral activities. And and some don't just desire it, they just do it. Man is sinful, he is not good. In fact, he is rotten. And he needs the righteousness of Christ. If your life is, is one of immorality and you don't know how to have deliverance from it, maybe it's the best kept secret. It's a secret from your your wife, from your family, from your business associates, but you have this deep sense of guilt, you know it's wrong, I want you to know there's hope. There's hope, and it's only found in Christ. Without Christ, you have no capacity to stop. You can only cover it up a little bit better, maybe, but there is no capacity to stop. You'll just move on and on into other things deeper and deeper and deeper, and you think maybe there's no way out, but there is a way out, And because God invites you to come to Christ and be cleansed and be washed from your sins and be forgiven, to believe that that Jesus Christ died on the cross for that sin and for every other sin, and then he, he invites you to come to him and receive his righteousness in exchange for your sin. He already took your sin, and the issue is, will you take his righteousness? One passage, one final passage, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Paul says, do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? People with this lifestyle are not believers. If you practice this kind of stuff, and we'll see even in weeks to come, not only perversion but inversion as we deal with the issue of homosexuality, but if you practice that kind of sin, adultery, fornication, child abuse, any any of those sexual perversions, and you practice it, and that's your lifestyle, then you are not a believer. Or do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. And look, and such were some of you. The Corinthians were saved out of that. Such were some of you. They're not that way anymore. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. Is there hope? Yes, only in Christ. Paul was speaking to a church that was filled with people who came out of these sins. All of us have to be saved out of some type of sin that dominates our life. Will you trust Christ? Will you be saved? Will you know the power of forgiveness? Well, you know the deliverance. I hope you'll respond to the gospel. Shall we bow for prayer? There is no way to adequately express the amazing power of God to transform lives. No matter how bad you think you are, God's grace is more than sufficient. Only He can change this sin-scarred world, and He works on one heart at a time. 
Thank you for joining us for another verse-by-verse Bible class of the air. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is guiding us through the first three chapters of the book of Romans. Since 1981, Pastor Steve has been serving as the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. These daily lessons come to your radio through the work of Verse by Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who are first faithful to their own churches. If you would like to hear today's class again, please visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. You can listen online or download it for later. That's versebyverseradio.org. Today was the conclusion of a three-part message. The entire message is available on cassette or audio CD. You can order yours by calling us at 727-239-0306. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again is 727-239-0306. Anyone who watches the news or reads a newspaper can see that Paul's description of humanity is absolutely accurate. We are inundated with examples that support Paul's argument. Beginning in our next verse-by-verse, Pastor Steve will be considering the three classes of people Paul described in demonstrating that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I hope you can join us for that. Encouraging you in Christ. Every other religion says, listen, you've got to be good enough, work enough, sweat enough. Christianity says, you don't have to do any of that. You come to me. It is my life lived through you. Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.